It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Thursday, October 15th, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto, rockauto.com. Shout out to today's episode sponsor. And on today's episode, we keep it on rolling through our Big Ten schedule breakdowns. Only two more left to go, and we check off our final team from the Big Ten. 10 East Division today. Yes, we are talking our final team. So that means we are talking about the return of the Shiano man to Piscataway, New Jersey and Rutgers football. And now very pleased to welcome on for his debut on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. It is Aaron Brightman, the managing editor for SB Nations on the banks, covering all things you need to know, Rutgers athletics on the internet. Aaron, thank you very much for joining us. We are going to break down the Scarlet Knights schedule for Greg Schiano's return in 2020 to Piscataway. But first and foremost, I appreciate you taking the time to join the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, it's, it's exciting to actually be able to talk about football now. Uh, it's mid-October, but uh, we're finally here and uh, uh, looking forward to the season and uh, the second uh, second round for Shiano at Rutgers. And uh, there's a lot of high hopes within the fan base and looking forward to getting, uh, seeing him get started. Aaron, when this podcast is released, we will be in the single digits of when we will start the Big Ten football season. Eight days until that Friday opener between Illinois and Wisconsin. Nine days until Rutgers season opener on the road in East Lansing at Michigan State. So accordingly so, let's run through the schedule really quickly. And then we'll get into our schedule breakdown categories that may look a little different for the Scarlet Knights schedule. But we'll formulate it and figure it out and have some fun with it. But first, the schedule. As I mentioned, October 24th on the road at Michigan State. Then October 31st, back home for the home opener. Opener hosting Indiana, November 7th on the road at Ohio State, the weekend of November 14th hosting Illinois, November 21st hosting Michigan, November 28th, week six of the season on the road at Purdue, then the weekend of December 5th hosting Penn State, then the regular season finale for the eight game regular season sprint December 12th on the road at Maryland. Now, Aaron, as you hear that schedule, obviously this year for Rutgers is going to be difficult when you're only playing Big Ten opponents. But what constitutes success in your mind for the first year of Greg Schiano's return in 2020? Well, to be honest with you, I think a lot of it doesn't have to do with wins and losses. I think that, um, you know, (laughs) standards have been pretty low, unfortunately, the last two years. Rutgers uh, coming into the the, um, this season with a 21 game Big Ten losing streak. But really, it was it's more than that. You know, just seeing a competent football team on the field this year uh, is going to mark progress. But I think really, um, you know, uh, no matter how many wins they get, they need to get one. They need to end that that losing streak. They can't go into next season with the possibility of breaking the all-time Big Ten record for lo- for losses. Um, and I think just perception-wise, you know, uh, this really is kind of a bonus year dress rehearsal for Shiano. I mean, they've had mm-hmm. zero practices before the last month. Um, you know, tremendous turnover on the roster, uh, brand-new coaching staff. It really is a very difficult situation where I think anything positive that does happen should be appreciated and celebrated by Rutgers fans. And I think um, getting one win would certainly mark uh, kind of a, a restart of, of the uh, for the program moving forward. Um, but I think also 
you know, listen, the offense has been just awful the last two years of average under 14 points a game uh, the past two years. Sean Gleason is an offensive coordinator that I think brings a lot of hope um, and a modern offense. You know, Rutgers has had 11 different offensive coordinators over the last 11 seasons. So I think him uh, developing a system that, that, that will have some stability, but also a modern system that uh, they can really build and recruit around, I think would be really a huge development for, for Rutgers moving forward. You are a Rutgers grad. You have been covering Rutgers football and basketball for many, many years now. Obviously, you are familiar with Greg Schiano. Personally, what are your feelings about bringing him back for his second stint as the head of Rutgers football? Well, the entire process was certainly a roller coaster ride. Uh, yeah, that it was. Year. And, um, you know, I, I felt from, I, I remember, uh, you know, speaking and writing about the day after, uh, the day Chris Ash was fired, that, you know, Schiano had to be the first choice. Um, he really was a no-brainer. Um, just his, his experience understanding, uh, you know, the environment. Uh, Rutgers is a different place just in terms of, you know, its location and kind of, to be honest, the red tape that goes involved with a very large state institution. You know, mm -hmm. he really mastered kind of the, uh, the process of, of getting things approved in his first run. Um, his relationships with New Jersey high school coaches, his reputation, credibility, um, you know, obviously he had mixed success leaving Rutgers, uh, didn't do well in the NFL. I, you know, uh, not all Ohio State fans would speak highly of his t tenure as defensive coordinator with the Buckeyes. But still, you know, he, he was the top recruiter in the Big Ten uh, for, for a season or two at Ohio State. You know, his reputation among high school players is, is strong. Um, and I just think that, you know, his, his potential to come in, and it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a softer, wiser Shiano uh, from his first stint. Um, the potential was there. And I think no one would have been able to kind of jumpstart uh, their first few months back at Rutgers or, or taking over the program like he was able to do, uh, not even having the foresight of, of what would come with the global pandemic and, and, and the shutdowns and everything. It, it speaks even more of how effective he's been. He's put together a really solid 2021 recruiting class. He has had some misses, but um, overall, considering where Rutgers has been, the last few seasons, I think you couldn't have asked for a better nine, 10 months of Shiano getting this program and uh, back in the right direction. I mean, if there's one thing Greg Shiano can do, it is certainly recruiting. You mentioned the good rankings in the 2021 class. He's even brought in some experience through Big Ten transfers, bringing them to Rutgers. And I have a roommate, Aaron, that lives in Jersey City, right above St. Peter's practice field, one of the best teams in the state of New Jersey. I've seen some videos he's sent me. They have some talent in the great state of New Jersey. So Shiano can recruit down that pipeline in the Northeast as well to bring them into the Big Ten fold. So let's get into the schedule breakdown categories. As I mentioned, we're going to move some things around. The bet the house game that we've normally been doing, 100% confident that Rutgers is going to win I don't know if there's an opponent on the schedule for Rutgers we feel 100% confident but we'll start there with a game you think they can be most competitive in or what is the most winnable game on the Scarlet Knights schedule who is that opponent in your mind for Rutgers in 2020 well I, I think uh, it's really uh, between Illinois at home in the middle of the season which is a little odd to say because Illinois was a bowl team last year and, and had success but you know these two teams have played each other uh, the last four or five years it's always a pretty competitive game. I think the talent is is not too far apart. And I think that, um, you know, Rutgers is certainly going to have a chance. I, th I think a key in that game for Rutgers is uh, with Ohio State the week before. Rutgers has traditionally gotten blown out and suffers a lot of injuries. So I think getting out of that game uh, healthy for Illinois will be a huge uh, factor in their chances. But I think Illinois is probably their best chance to get a win in 2020. 
I would agree with you there. I think Illinois week four being at home gives them a chance. And like you mentioned, it's also a big game for Illinois. They come off a huge home game against Minnesota. Of course, Rutgers coming off the road trip to Columbus and Ohio State, but back at home really gives Rutgers a good chance to maybe get an upset over a Big Ten West divisional foe. So I also would look at that week eight game on the road at Maryland. It gives Shiano some time to kind of figure things out as we get to the end point of the regular season on the road in College Park kind of complicates things a little bit, but I still think of that game where Maryland and Rutgers are, will really be battling for maybe the two lesser spots at the bottom of the big 10 East division as we get for big 10 champions week. But I think that game also a winnable shot for Shiano to end the year with a statement win with an exclamation point as they round out his first year back in that regular season before we get to big 10 champions week. So as Aaron Brightman, the managing editor of On the Banks, has mentioned a little bit of the unknown this year for really all of Big Ten football, but especially for Rutgers. It's like having a variety of numbers and makes and models coming in all from around the place. You got transfers coming in. You got new recruits Shiano's bringing in, new pieces to figure out. That's kind of the case when it comes to trying to find the best parts for your car or truck. But when you go and when you need the most convenient self-service on the entire internet, there's no better place to turn than rockauto.com. It's a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for 20 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for everything you need in auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They make the confusing convenient at rockauto.com. Everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Did I say convenient? Because I mean convenient. We're talking about your classic driver. That's like having your old head coach come back to take over the reins again for his second tenure. That's like Rutgers football. That's like Greg Schiano. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You never should and you never will have to at rockauto.com. So go there right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you here from the Locked On Podcast Network. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. The jingle sounded great. That's many thanks to rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So let's move on to our second category, the primetime game. Doesn't have to be a winnable game, but a game full of excitement for Rutgers fans this year. In your mind, Aaron, what is that game for the Scarlet Knights? I'll go with the season opener at Michigan State. Uh, obviously, a lot of anticipation. Um, you know, this team really is the great unknown right now. Uh, they just released the roster on Monday. Um, you know, Shiano just spoke to us on Monday about the roster and some decisions. So there were a couple surprises on the roster with Elon Loomer, the leading sack uh, getter last year back, um, had declared for the NFL draft, got a special waiver to come back. Um, also, there, there was a key uh, loss on the offensive line with Mike Lonsdorf, who opted out. So we're still we really don't know much about this team, fans, media alike. So I think seeing them on the field for the first time, seeing Chiano back on the sidelines for the first time, um, you know, Rutgers fans are truly excited about it. And I think, uh, listen, Michigan State, certainly not an easy game, but with a first-year coach, 
uh, and, and a team that Rutgers has actually, you know, last time they were in East Lansing two years ago, they had a lead in the fourth quarter. So it's certainly not, uh, I think, a daunting matchup. And it would be really interesting to see how they compete. And, and who knows? I think they could, you know, really be in that game uh, down the stretch. You talk about an unknown, certainly when you look at the roster for Rutgers this year. Another question mark is the quarterback position. I know Shiano briefly discussed on it, but we haven't had a depth chart yet for the Scarlet Knights this year. You have Art Sikowski back, Johnny Langan back, Nebraska grad transfer Noah Vedral, who I covered when he was in high school at Bishop Newman in Bishop, in Wahoo, Nebraska. Is there been any kind of declaration in your mind or any sense that you get of who will be the starting signal caller when they get ready for that game against the Spartans? Well, one thing that Chiano said on Monday that was interesting was that his willingness to uh, have a short leash and, and probably play multiple quarterbacks this year. That did surprise me a little bit. I think Noah Vidral is, is, is uh, you know, really should be the favorite. I'd be surprised if he doesn't get the nod in, in game one, um, you know, coming from a spread offense under Scott Frost in Nebraska. Um, that's where Sean Gleason, the offensive coordinator, is going to run at Rutgers. And I think, you know, having that run pass uh, option ability, um, Vidral is a much more mobile quarterback than uh, Arthur Sarkowski, uh, who has a better arm, but is more of a traditional uh, pocket passer. Um, you know, obviously had some struggles in his career at Rutgers so far. I think, you know, he showed some progress his last two starts last season, but then redshirted the rest of the year. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think both will probably play, but, but I, I think long term, I think Vidral probably is the better fit. Um, and I think that you're going to see a lot of short passes, uh, getting rid of uh, the ball quickly. The offensive line is a major concern for Rutgers, and I think Vidral probably gives him the best uh, potential in terms of being able to, uh, you know, have a higher accuracy uh, in terms of moving the ball. I covered Noah when he was playing, obviously, on the gridiron in Omaha as well. Bishop Newman just about 30 minutes away, kind of halfway between Omaha and Lincoln. Also, Noah... Really good on the basketball court as well. He's quite a hooper, so he will bring some athleticism to Sean Gleason's offense for Rutgers. My primetime game comes week seven of the regular season as they host Penn State. I think that game, although we won't have fans, will still be an exciting venue for Greg Schiano to possibly be competitive in that game. I'm not saying they're going to upset the Nittany Lions, but if he can, it's also a recruiting statement. We talked about how Schiano can recruit the heck out of people, and along that Northeast pipeline that Penn State and Rutgers kind of compete against at times for some of the better recruits coming from New Jersey, coming from Pennsylvania. That could be a statement game for Greg Schiano to say, here, here is how we are improving as a program here for Rutgers football. We're making some inroads that gives him a chance to elevate his status. So two categories down, third category up is the must win category, a game we think Rutgers needs to win to get to where they want to be at the end of the year. I say win, but let's keep talking about the competition level because I think that's where we agree. If Rutgers can be competitive this year in games that maybe they've been overlooked in the past. This would be an improvement for the Scarlet Knights in 2020. Who is a couple games in your mind, some opponents, Aaron, that you think Rutgers has a shot at least of keeping it closer than it has been in years past? So one thing that was uh, really uh, symbolic of Shiano's first tenure was his second season. They only won one game, but they had a lead in the fourth quarter against then number one Miami, who went on to lose the national championship game. It's probably the, the, one of the best teams of the last two decades that didn't win a national championship. Uh, and, and Rutgers uh, was not a good team at all, but they had a lead in the fourth quarter. That was a sign for, for people that, hey, you know what, so, uh, he's on to something here. And I think that uh, they need a game like that. As much as they need a win against an Illinois or a Maryland, they need to do well against the Blue Blood. They've really, really struggled the last uh, couple, uh, few years against Michigan, Ohio State. Um, but I think, you know, what you said before about Penn State uh, makes a lot of sense. And I think uh, being the last home game of the season – 
Uh, you know, I, I think that Rutgers could really be amped up if they're healthy. Uh, and, and I think a, a big key for Shiano's development this season is how they finish. I think a big test is how they are in the beginning of the season versus how they progress throughout the year um, and have a little bit of momentum going into the following season. So I think, yeah, it, whether it's a, I, I, I'm not optimistic about Ohio State, but even in Michigan, uh, Penn State, um, if they can play well, be in the game in the fourth quarter, I think it would certainly be a sign of encouragement and show that, hey, this team is improving. You mentioned both Penn State and Michigan at home this year for Rutgers. So a chance to be competitive against those Big Ten East opponents. Another Big Ten East foe that I would throw in there as well is week two of the season. Another home game against Indiana. IU trying to take that next step to become a consistent contender in the Big Ten East. If Rutgers can compete and keep it close like we just mentioned, that will show that they're also improving, that they're also moving forward. And I think the point you bring up, especially for that Penn State game, week number seven, is the idea of are we improving throughout the season? Are we staying competitive? Competitive throughout the season. It's not we're getting the doors blown off us in the first half of our Big Ten schedule, and now we're just kind of limping towards the end. It's we're continuing on an ascending pattern as we get into the end of the regular season. I think that's a great point and something for Rutgers fans and Big Ten fans to look out for year number one of Shiano's second tenure at the head of Rutgers football. So let's finish it off with our can't lose category. I don't know if there's a trap game for Rutgers from their perspective, but as they can be that upset alert for a Big Ten opponent this season, is there a game? That you're circling, Aaron, that Rutgers has a chance to maybe pull an upset in 2020? I think a game that they could go in and win uh, on the road is at Purdue, uh, week six. I think, you know, Purdue has obviously uh, had a disappointing year last year. They certainly uh, have, have had some good years, but the only time uh, Rutgers did play Purdue a few years ago, with, even with Chris Ash, they did win that game. So I think they're going to have a little bit of confidence going there. I think, obviously, the health of the roster is important. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, that's certainly a game I think people aren't really looking at that Rutgers certainly could go in and steal uh, and would be a solid win. I think, you know, the, the draw they got in the West with Purdue and Illinois is certainly about as favorable as they've ever had uh, in terms of their crossover opponents. And then I think, you know, potentially uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they draw in that, that championship week game. Um, that's certainly going to be a game that they're going to have an opportunity to win. So I think both of those are, are, are kind of opportunities to steal a win. But I think at Purdue is certainly a game that uh, Rutgers fans should, should look at as a possible win. That's a fun fact that all Big Ten fans need to know. Rutgers and Purdue have only faced off one time in their history playing each other. And Rutgers was victorious in that game. I agree with the sentiment heading into that week six battle on the road in West Lafayette. My can't lose opponent is the season opener for Rutgers, possibly pulling an upset on the road in East Lansing. I've harped on it many times here. It's year zero of the Mel Tucker era. That is what we say here on the Locked On Big Ten Show. There was so much unknown this offseason for everybody, but especially for a new head coach taking over in the middle part of February. Didn't even really meet his players for a couple of months due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And as I have spoke with my good friends that host the Locked On Spartans podcast, both Will Hunter and Matt Sheehan, they hate this game. They do not like the fact that Rutgers is opening up the year on the road at Michigan State because it's truly the essence of a trap game, a can't-lose game from the Spartans' perspective. If you win and you beat Rutgers in your season opener with the pedigree that Michigan State has, good. That's what you're supposed to do. But God forbid you lose that game. And that's (laughs) the start of Mel Tucker's time as head coach in East Lansing. Uh Uh-oh. Not a great sign for the Spartans. So I know that game is very intriguing from a Spartans fan perspective, but I think Rutgers also has some excitement heading into that one. And you talked about it when you mentioned that Michigan State game in your primetime game, 2018, the last time Rutgers headed to East Lansing. Michigan State won, 
14 to 10, but Rutgers led at the half. It was an ugly game. And they also led about midway through that fourth quarter as well. So some good vibes, some good memories as they get ready for that road trip to start off the season against Michigan State. And you've heard me mention it many times here on this podcast that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. Will the improved Greg Schiano back coaching Rutgers football be even successfuler? Yes, I'm creating words as well. 18 amazing flavors for Built Bar now, including six new amazing flavors as well. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. If that doesn't get you excited, that apple almond crisp flavor for the fall for Big Ten football, I'm not sure you have a pulse. I'm not sure we're on the same wavelength. Get there. And you know Greg Schiano is doing that with Built Bar, powering Rutgers football. That's how we stay fueled and energized here on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. The bars from Built Bar are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft. Soft and easy to chew and to make them even more crisp, put them in the fridge or the freezer right before you eat them. It's going to be incredible. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. Bad where you don't need them and good where you do. It's perfect if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And as we're about to sit on our couch for eight straight fall Saturdays watching Big Ten football, you need to make sure you work on your figure and you keep things going. Built Bar provides you a great tasting, delicious protein bar that is good for you as well. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So we have gone through the schedule. All eight games in the regular season sprint have even touched on Big Ten Champions Week. Aaron, I'm printing out some shirts for that one. If I can send it to you, let me know. We'll get that going. <laughs> I'm only I'm in New York City, so you're not too far away in New Jersey. I can send that along. Shipping costs probably won't be too bad. But as we look at Rutgers' schedule, we've talked about the games now. Do you have a record prediction that's different than 0-8? Is there a game you think Rutgers can win, and what would that be? Well, I'm going to go with 1-7. and seven. I think, like I said, the, the importance of getting that one win I think is huge. Uh, um, in terms of just changing perception and ending that losing streak is really, really important. I think it's uh, certainly possible. I think one interesting thing about the season for every team is the great unknown with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. And I hate to, uh, you know, you spin that as a potential positive for Rutgers, but really, you know, we don't know what each team is going to look like week to week. So, right. um, you know, it, it's, and I think one thing that hasn't really been talked about a lot is, there's going to be a lot more injuries, I think, than typical with, with, with not having a normal spring practice, not having your usual off-season workouts. Um, you know, they're really going from zero to 60 in, in a matter of a month. So I think, you know, how uh, we're looking at the schedule now could be very different uh, by the time we get to week four, week five. Um, so who knows? Rutgers could really shock the world and win two or three games. That would be amazing. Uh, it would be the most celebrated losing season in, you know, maybe Big Ten history. But I, I would think, think so, um, yeah. You need to you need to get out of there with one win, and I think you need to show progress towards the end of the season to have the right momentum going into year two. Um, and I think they'll do that. Uh, obviously, I think you know going zero and seven to start the season would not be ideal, but if they could win that game uh, to end the regular season against Maryland, 
for recruiting purposes, you know, for as much of a rivalry as maybe Rutgers has either between uh, Maryland, um, you know, they have had some really good games over the years. I think that would be, you know, obviously a big win going into championship week with an opportunity to end the season with back-to-back victories. And that Champions Week, if they are saying that you're not going to play a crossover opponent you've already played, and you look at the likes of Illinois and Purdue on Rutgers' regular season schedule, that would probably leave, if you're looking at how the Big Ten West standings break down, possibly a Nebraska if they fall all the way to the bottom half of the Big Ten West, which I think would piss off Huskers fans in Lincoln, or even a Northwestern could be there. So another shot for Rutgers to get a big win against a Big Ten foe, which is what they're playing this year. That's what they have ahead of them. If you want to make some inroads within the Big Ten Conference, you have your opportunity to do so. You said one win. Do you think it's more likely against Maryland or Illinois? I will go with Illinois. Okay, I like it. That's why you had them as your bet the house or at least confident game that we had for the Scarlet Knights schedule in 2020. Again, Aaron Brightman, the managing editor of On the Banks SB Nation's Rutgers blog site that's covering everything you need to know about RU Athletics. And as we're speaking right now, Aaron, the start of Big Ten basketball practice is underway. And Steve Peichel and company, after a great year in 2019-2020, coming back for even better in 2020 and 2021 and what is going to be a great year in Big Ten basketball. Do you think Rutgers is ranked when we get to that point to start off the season? I actually tweeted right before this. I I expect them to be ranked for the first time uh, in preseason polls in 42 seasons. So uh, it's the most anticipated uh, year for Rutgers basketball in in decades. Um, Obviously, it was an interesting end to last season, but uh, they really um, did what they needed to do to to solidify their resume for the tournament. And I think this team still has a chip on its shoulder. Uh, and I think they're going to be even better defensively this year, which is saying something. And I think, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely uh, it w- um, hope of a top half of the Big Ten finish. And who knows what else they could do. I think, again, going back to the un- uh, uniqueness of football and basketball this year, stranger things have happened. And I think uh, Rutgers, a veteran team that's versatile, uh, has a chip on his shoulder. It, this type of situation, I think, is built for them. And I really think that they could uh, really make even more uh, steps forward this year and, and, and be in the national rankings most of the season. A top half Big Ten basketball finish this year would be quite a statement out of Steve Pipe and what he's building in Piscataway for Rutgers basketball. So that's basketball season. Still a few months away from that, but a great Rutgers football breakdown with Aaron Brightman, the managing editor of On the Banks, covering Rutgers athletics and everything you need to know and getting us hyped for the Scarlet Knights football season, the return of Greg Schiano. Aaron, thank you very much for your time. This was great. Thanks for having me, Ben, and I appreciate it. And uh, everybody enjoy the season. So many thanks again to Aaron Brightman for coming on today's episode, the managing editor of SB Nations on the banks, providing all the Rutgers athletic and sports coverage you could possibly ever need. Give Aaron a follow at Aaron underscore Brightman. That's B-R-E-I-T-M-A-N on Twitter to make sure you stay up to date with everything you need to know. Greg Schiano, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights basketball, as we discussed, Big Ten basketball is also officially underway today as coaches, players, and staff officially can get on the court for practice ahead of the 2020 Big Ten basketball season. It feels weird to be talking about that. It is October 15th. It was October 14th yesterday, the official start of Big Ten basketball practice across the entire country for every team as well. It's just interesting that we're here and this is where we really should be as we get ready for basketball training camp and we'd already be in the thick of football season at this point. But now we are only eight days away from the start of Big Ten football season. Eight days away and only one more Big Ten schedule breakdown to do. We round out all 14 programs. We started now with Ohio State nearly a week 
two weeks ago, almost, yeah. Tuesday, October something, maybe even September at the time. I'm not great with a calendar. I'm not great at remembering dates. We started that so many days ago, but now we finish it with the 2018 Big Ten West champions, not the 2019. wasn't so great in 2019 in Evanston. That's right, the Northwestern Wildcats. That is how we round out our Big Ten schedule breakdowns to get you set for everything you need to know, Big Ten football heading into the 2020 season, which means that after tomorrow's episode, Friday, we get back on Monday, October 19th. It is the start of game week, the first game week of the Big Ten football season. Get excited. Get hyped if you're not already. I think you are, though. I think that passion, I think that energy, I think that excitement has gone through this podcast to you, the faithful listeners of the Big Ten community. We're getting ready to go. But first, one more schedule breakdown, the Northwestern Wildcats on tomorrow's episode. So until we talk tomorrow, when we're talking Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats for 2020, have a splendid Thursday. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.